Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fit Female Project podcast. This is your fifth check-in. Hey, Maz. Hello, everyone. And we just want to say congratulations. Hold on. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear it? Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. Congratulations, and applause for everyone. We've made it through January. Oh my gosh, when it hit Monday and it was the fifth Monday of the month, that is when I felt like I was going do lally. I don't know about anyone else. But it's really weird because the month went slowly, as it always does, but I feel like this round has absolutely soared by. Like, I can't believe this yeah. is the penultimate check-in. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I, I'm, we're not trying to wish our lives away, for sure. Like, hashtag grateful for every moment and every second. But not going to lie, January is I think one of the toughest months. It's cold. We've had the like, you know, buzz of Christmas. Mm. Um, really not got as much money. It's it's really not the greatest. So if you have um been with us for the last five weeks and you've got yourself out for a walk, you have pushed yourself to go to the gym when you didn't want to, you've eaten healthier instead of just giving in to like staying at home and being like, oh, it's winter, I'm just going to eat X, Y and Z and not move, then you have to just take a second to acknowledge that that is a brilliant win. Yeah. And also if you weren't doing this at the moment, then think about how much worse this could be. Like it's a typical month where actually you see people see a lot of weight gain because it, as you said, it's all those things. It's dark, it's demotivating. And you've actually taken actions to come out the other side of it, no worse off, but better off for the majority yeah. of you. And um, I think that's, that's a huge win in itself. Honestly, I really do. I think that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I agree. Right. So um, lots of people, as we're coming to the end of this phase, and lots of clients have been with us for a long time, we've obviously got our new um, plan starting as well on the 12th. We've got the Fit Female Project plan, which is um, a six-week plan. Um, and then we've also got our pro team, which is what our current clients can move on to if they're like, yeah, I know the deal. I don't need to do a check-in. I know what's going on. I know what to do. I just want your fantastic workouts. <laughs> um, so we've got those options. But we've had lots of questions with people that are moving on to the pro team about maintenance calories. So we thought we'd touch on that at the start. Um, Maz, do you want to take it away? Yeah, so obviously we're not going to be able to change or alter your calories if you are moving on to the protein. That's not what that kind of specific package involves. Um, but we want you just to think about maintenance to start with as trying not to overcomplicate this. Okay. At the moment, you have been probably for the last few months in a calorie deficit. Therefore, you have been losing body fat. The moment we pull you out of a calorie deficit and give you adequate calories to match your energy requirements, technically your weight should stabilize. Now, obviously there is room for the fluctuations, which is completely normal. We are women, we are humans. Sometimes we're on our cycle. Sometimes we've had more food volume. We've been out for dinner. Sometimes we've had higher sodium. We're holding a little bit more water. So there are so many things that will affect our um, our little fluctuations. But generally, as long as we're staying in a one to two kilogram range, I'd say that is that is maintenance, right? 
So to start with, that is really, really basics of it. We are pulling you out of a deficit so that you no longer lose weight. But the idea is that you don't gain the weight, that you stabilize, that you kind of flatline where you are now, which is exactly where we want you to be. Yeah. And then in terms of foods, if you're stressing out, you're like, what do I eat? How much more do I eat? What what should I be eating? You should be eating exactly the same uh, foods as you have been. Oh, can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, my laptop just did a weird thing. You should be eating exactly the same foods uh, as you were in terms of nutritious, delicious, whole foods. Um, but basically, just a bit more, a bit more of it. Yeah. So, for example, if you're having like porridge for breakfast and you've been having forty grams of oats you can move that up to 50 grams of oats. If you're having one piece of toast um, with eggs for lunch, have two pieces of toast with eggs. You know, don't, don't try and add this extra pressure and extra load onto your mind of like, what the hell am I gonna eat to up my calories? And bear in mind, your extra calories will generally come from carbohydrates because where we put you at your protein at the moment is a great level for all of you to be building sufficient muscle. Your fats, again, we're really careful with that. We set you all a, a, a minimum ta- fat target because we know how important that is for hormonal function. So therefore, when we increase your calories, often that's going to come from carbs. But remember that those carbs don't have to be crap carbs. You can have an extra banana in the afternoon. That's going to be an extra 100 calories. Great. You know, you can think about all the extra things you can add that you haven't been eating because of your calories, which is really, which is really smart. But also, you know, these things that you're adding into your diet can nourish you and be helpful to your progress Mm. rather than just thinking about God, right now I've got to shove loads more calories in. Yeah. And then I suppose as well, the um, final thing on this is to think about uh, scales. So I think everybody is going to be different in this situation. Um, If you do feel more comfortable weighing in um, and just to see just to see what your body does. I remember when I came out of my maintenance and my deficit, I, I was like, so intrigued as to what my body was going to do with maintenance because I sort of didn't believe my coach I was like but how is that going to work and then when I saw it I was like oh okay I've got it that's all right but it actually might be different for each person you might be like I don't really want to weigh in every day that's fine do it a couple of times a week they just do you need to tune in and decide what is best for you um without us telling you you know like each step because we're all so different Mm. some people can be triggered by scales and it can set them spiraling and it can really set them onto a a bad day whereas other people can find real control and strength when they are when they know what's happening with their body so you know if you're if you are weighing in every day then you are you're completely in control of that that never slips away from you you know where you're at at all times whether you've been out for pizza the night before and yes the scales have gone up you can kind of rationalize that and then you think right well I know that that is why it's because I've got I've eaten more salt there's been more sodium in that my 
belly is probably full, might not have done a poo yet, and I've got I've got a bit more, uh, and the scales have gone up. Great. The next yeah. day, you'll see mm-hmm. them come back down again, and you'll stop worrying because you know what's happening. You are educated, and you've got the knowledge to know. So, um, yeah, it totally depends on the person and kind of where your mindset is with it. Um, and that's for you, yeah, that's for you to kind of decide. Yeah. And then let's answer Amelia's question because this is on the subject mm. as well. So when um when starting oh this is your question, Mass. That's okay. That's okay. Go on. Um so when starting maintenance, should you ease yourself into more calories each day, or is it okay to go straight from calorie deficit to maintenance calories the next day? Um, so Amelia, I know you that you're freaking out about maintenance and your calories and stuff. I want you to um trust it a little bit more and um just give it a go. Um and if the scales do go up a little bit to begin with, just know that they're gonna come back down because of all the things I've just said. Um but we often put um clients on when we put them into a deficit we put you on a three to five hundred calorie deficit okay um and that is what you've all been on so when you're increasing your calories especially if you're going onto the pro plan and you're not going to have us to guide you think about adding about 300 to 500 calories a day more food into your diet and that should get you at a kind of maintenance level now physiologically it's perfectly fine to bring your calories straight up to maintenance, okay? That's absolutely fine. It's restorative for your body. You've suddenly matched your energy demands. You're probably going to have a little bit more um, energy to move and be active and all of that sort of thing. However, psychologically, that might be a little bit challenging for people. So if you want to, creep it up. There's no problem with that. If you want to add in an extra banana a day, great. If you want to add in, you know, an extra piece of toast a day, brilliant. So just uh think what's going to work best for you i think for you amelia creeping it up would be a really good idea so that you can learn to trust the process a little bit sarah so in a total 180 from last week's question with an increase to maintenance calories imminent i'm nervous at the thought of going up to 1900 it's the most i've been on since joining fit female project and while i'm excited to have more in the bank and i'll have more energy for training the feeling i'll lose all my weight loss progress is strong um so hopefully sarah from listening to that first part of the podcast that's answered all of your question um, in regards to that and you're feeling a lot calmer about it um so to prep for that can i ask is there anything different i should do when tracking my weight again we've just covered that in the beginning of the podcast um i assume i may see a little fluctuating yep we've just covered that um <laughs> and should i be um should i still be waiting a week or two before i make any adjustments to my daily calories um Maj, the next question i know you've been speaking to sarah about some other things you want to answer that the next part. yeah so mm-hmm. so um sarah you've spoken to me about um the decision to move up your calories um and it's uh, a deeper decision for other purposes and so now I need to, I, I think you need to think about what the uh, overarching goal is now. Okay, so you've got this number in your head. You've said on the group, or you, you've said to me, I really wanted to get down to X kilograms. Okay, so take away that number for me and look in the mirror, look at your progress from when you started and think, actually, 
I've done so bloody well because you have. You look phenomenal. And you've become mm-hmm. attached to that number because it's so natural because we all have this kind of set target in our heads of what we should get down to. And it's like a personal challenge. And I love that about you. But I think right now, um, the priority is making sure that your health is 100% there, is not going to be particularly helpful for you to be in a calorie deficit at this moment in time. So therefore, let's bring you up to maintenance. And just because you haven't hit that specific number, A, no one knows what the hell what you weigh on the street anyway, because you don't <laughs> we don't walk around with it stamped on our foreheads. But also remember there's gonna be other times in your life where you can push to that number if you want to. Yeah. So think about the cost benefit now of getting that last kilogram off. It's probably not worth it right now. We want to um, make sure that you're eating really nourishing foods, plenty of um, healthy fats in there, quality of your diet, everything that we mentioned in the in the introduction there. And I think that that is going to be the focus for you. Try and take that hyperfixation away from the scales. And really think about, right, okay, now my body's a machine. <laughs> How can I best fuel it? How can I best oil it to make it work for me the way I want it to? Yeah. Next question is your question again. Sorry. <laughs> I'm this maybe, okay. maybe I'll be able to speak at some point. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I've just stood up, just stood up and had a stretch. I just stood up and I'm like, oh, just have a stretch. Oh my God. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Neve. Um, I'm currently on maintenance. If I feel a bit of, oh, if I feel like I need a bit of a cut and want to go back to my fat loss calories, do I keep the ratios the same? Currently on 40% carbs, 30% protein and 30% fat. Would these stay the same? Um, yep, yeah, perfect. We'd say just go back to the calories that we set you when you're in your fat loss phase, Neve, and um, it should work perfectly. Yeah, always remember your calories are king, protein's queen, and that's going to keep you full. So yeah, always remember that like tiny little thing, even though I'm like, what yeah. is king before queen? But you know what the deal is. <laughs> right, Nikki, yeah. I'm rubbish at drinking water. Me too, babe. Throughout the day, but I do drink loads of tea. Do other drinks like this count? If not, any good tips to encourage more water drinking? Um, well, yeah, like your teas are counted, but you, you do need to drink water. And I think understanding the, the benefit of drinking water um, will sort of like inspire you to be more aware of drinking more water. So you wanna, um, you're going to train better if you're drinking more water. Your energy is going to be better. Your brain is going to be functioning more. It's going to help you go to the toilet. It's going to help you feel fuller. Um, if you're like, I just forget, which is what I do, set an alarm. You can set some like a little little alarms or reminders on your phone or make it like a morning routine, whatever your mornings are like. It could be like when you before you brush your teeth, you have to drink a glass of water. Or like for me, I have to um on my way to like to clients, I try and drink water on, on the way there in the car. So it's just add it into your morning routine and then that's gonna sort of bump it up a little bit. Yeah, or just get some um sugar-free squash as well. I think that works yeah. really well for loads of loads of clients. Just yeah, sugar free squash mm. is not going to harm you, um, and it might just be some people actually just don't like water. Some people just find that it's really like boring, and that that's kind of not an incentive. But if it's something that tastes good and it's not got calories, then go for it. Mm. Um, 
Elise. Elise, you always struggle with that one. You're so clever. And I'm always, like, when you do that, I'm like, it's so funny. I can't. You're the cleverest person. As if I'm not. I'm being exposed. (laughs) Okay. I've heard the word weight loss plateau and wondered if that's what's happened to me. Um, So... A weight loss plateau is basically when you kind of flatline on the scales. Now, as your weight decreases, you become a smaller person. Eventually, that might mean that it's really sad because eventually that might mean that the energy that it takes to run your body is less. So think of yourself as like compare a car. So imagine you start, (laughs) I'm not saying this. (laughs) <laughs> but imagine you start as a as a lorry, right? Oh. That's going to need a lot more fuel to run, to walk down, to to drive down the road. Like that's going to need a lot more fuel. Whereas if you're in a little Fiat 500, you're going to not need very much because you're you're lighter. Okay, so it's kind of the same analogy with um with the fat loss. So. The the harsh reality is someone that is 100 kg can have a lot more um, calories because they need, they burn more <clears throat> general, doing general tasks. Walking up the stairs takes more energy for them because they're moving a bigger load. So therefore, you might need less calories the lighter that you get. So um, firstly, just look at the basics. Think about, we, we always go weight loss plateau. We actually have a podcast on this. Um, so go back to that one. But um, if you're, yeah, go back to your checklist. Am I doing everything that I was before? Am I getting my steps in, my workouts, my nutrition's on point? I'm tracking all my lights, uh, my bites, licks and tastes. If you're doing all those things, we might need to have a look at your calories um, and we might need to bring you down a little bit. Um, but so far, you've lost 2kg since Jan. Steps are good. Tracking is good. So um, yeah. Try not to stress about it and we can always adjust your calories if if we feel like we need to. Sorry to pipe in. I this is an error from it. I actually brought Elise down after sending this message. I forgot to tell you that I've brought her down to fifteen hundred calories actually. So she's gone down a tiny bit. Um but the great advice because um yeah, she's she's come down and she's yeah, lost two kg, so you're doing well. And um I, we looked at your tracking as well, um, and that's good. But you mentioned that you've got some spotting, so I think that it could be like hormonal as well. But stay consistent and then we'll do a little check in in a couple of weeks to see how you get on with with that. Mm. Um yeah, sure. Gina. Gina, what am I doing wrong? I can't let my disappointment let me down. So I need to focus on food and steps and drink more. Um, I'm a little constipated. Sorry if t- too much information, babe. It is never too much information. <laughs> we hear everything and we talk about everything and we we get constipated too. <laughs> um, so, um, okay. You started at 90.5 kg you're now 86.5 kg um which since january since joining us which is which is good that's a good amount of uh weight to lose so you're not doing too badly at all um your weight's going to fluctuate so you need to understand that it's not going to go down every single um week but all you can do is stick to the plan and make sure that you're doing everything that's required okay so now i'm going to be a little bit harsh i've looked through your food diary and i can see that you've got a sweet tooth 
Um, I want you, as a bit of homework, to look through your food diary and write down all the sweet things you're having throughout the week. Um, And the reality is, I don't think you're eating enough real food, like proper whole foods. And I think that you're probably wanting to eat more of these other foods because maybe you're not feeling full from your actual meals. So just have a little look back and be like, whoa, is that, could I improve on that? Because you've already made progress, but you can make more progress if you don't, you know, have all of those sweet treats uh, throughout the day. So I would have a little look through it and swap it. We're not saying don't eat because that's so difficult to just not have it completely eat proper food swap it even if you're in need of a snack or something have some fruit have some carrot sticks have something in replacement of that some yogurt um and see how you get on yeah completely agree and um you can do this you know like all of of you this is this is something that you can all do this is perfectly within your capabilities of doing just sometimes it's nice to remind yourself of that as well and be like i can do this of course i can you know, it seems like such a big deal because you get all worked up about it and frustrated and disappointed. And we totally get that because we've been there. But just sometimes being like, I can do this. You know, it kind of relieves that big old disappointment on yourself and kind of drives you on to the next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Victoria, before I had my baby, I was at 20% body fat. And even though I'm getting closer to my pre-baby weight, around five pounds to go, um, body fat is still in the 30% range. How and when will this drop? Okay, guys, so I want you all to stop standing on those scales and taking the fat percentages as Bible because they are so inaccurate and, again, can really spiral people into this exactly this situation. You're doing so well. You've lost three kg actually more. You've lost more than three kg and five weeks in. um, If your body weight is reducing, your body fat will be reducing because that's the whole idea, right? And um, to get to, you know, I think that you just need to look at your photos, know that you can physically see a little bit more definition coming through. That's because your body fat is going. Just please lose the... um, like the fixation with those body fat scales, everyone, this is not just Victoria, because um, it will really mess with your head and you're making phenomenal progress. So please don't stress. Yeah, you're like, also you're, you might be happy at a different weight as well, like post baby, because you're doing maybe doing more strength training than you were before. So your body composition might have changed. So like, even though That's the scales such might a good end up point. being yeah a bit different you might like Mm. be like I'm the heaviest really compared to like before I started strength training but the shape is different and that's what we have to realize it's like we're not just trying to get down to low body fat or number you want to like have it if it is an aesthetic goal then it's a certain shape that you're trying to go for um as well right Ellie how to handle being in a deficit while socializing well we are obsessed with everybody being able to socialize and live their best lives while they're in their deficit. So we have a podcast, which is Social Life Hacks and something. What is it? <laughs> what it's is holidays, it isn't it? It's, it we, I think we call it holidays uh, and social lives. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so there's a podcast based on this, which you will find really, really helpful. So pop your headphones in, go for a little walk, Ellie, and listen to that. Um, there's also a section on this in our um, Fit Female Project handbook um, with some tips. Uh, but basically, to put it simply, um, you can show us the menus before you go out, have to have a look at them beforehand, choose an option that's probably like avoid anything that's really fried um, and go for um, a source of protein. Um, if you're eating out, be wary of like the bread, the olives, the little picky bits. Uh, don't go out for dinner, absolutely ravenous. Drink water. If you're drinking alcohol, then maybe opt for like low calorie spirits um, and just, yeah, just all of those little things can really save a lot of calories then the next day you get back on track and you're on let's do it (laughs) yeah helen is there a reason why some exercises will be alternating and others are one side at a time um so you're probably talking about reverse lunges um so generally if you're thinking about doing a a reverse lunge with the same leg going back for say 10 reps and then you swap it to the other side the leg that your the, your front leg is going to be under more tension because you're constantly putting more load onto that front leg for like 10 reps. Whereas if you're alternating, you're kind of switching the load from side to side. They both have their benefits. You'll probably need a little bit more stability if you're doing the alternating ones. I know some people can really struggle with the balance there, um, but they all have, the, they have their different, um, it, it, they maybe the alternating ones probably challenge your core a little bit more. It's maybe a, a little bit more cardiovascular because you're doing um, higher rep ranges in that. So maybe you're doing 20 alternating lunges rather than 10 in a break and a 10 in a break. Um, so yeah, different reasons that you're doing them, um, but both fantastic exercises. Victoria, I don't know if this is something, but here's my thoughts. I love this. I wanted to add this in because I was like, it's not a question, but it's so it's so true. Right? Because of society's view on the perfect body, it really can mess with your head. It can be a constant mind game. I look at myself. I look at my progress, how much fitter I am, how much stronger I am. And yet there's days where I look in the mirror and I think I don't have the perfect body but I'm sensible enough to know that it isn't achievable as I'm in a great place in terms of nutrition, fitness and living my best life. I thought I'd share this as it might resonate with others. I think it comes from a life of growing up that the skinny was pushed, whereas I love that strong is now the new movement and I'm glad that my daughter will be growing up with this message. How amazing is that? Mm, Yeah, that's great. And I kind of did a post on this Uh, a few days ago where I looked back at where I was kind of society's most aesthetically pleasing what we believe to be skinny kind of small physique for a female and um, I think what you said there is that you know that it's not realistic for you and it's not sensible Um, and that kind of really resonates with me because it's it's a really good realization that that's not everyone's life you know we like to have full lives and be able to socialize and um, be able to enjoy time with families and what is the cost of having that looking shredded for a photo on social media when you're having to sacrifice so many things to get that extreme leanness 
in the background um mm. and i do just think like it, it it comes to we all we're all here to get fitter and healthier and a lot of you will have aesthetic goals which we 100% support we're here for but when you get to that very very lean level there is a cost and um i don't mm. know if it's worth it yeah, it depends like depends on the person. For some people, like that is their life and that is what they love and they will spend like every hour of their lives in the gym. <laughs> like the reality of those people probably don't have uh children or they probably have a bit more of a flexible job. Like you have to look at your life and be like, does that fit? Can I achieve it? And is that my like do I love it that much? Because you you will never do it if you if it isn't, right? Yeah. 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 Agreed. Really, um, food for thought, though. I think we can probably delve deeper into that one, but we'll save it for another yeah. podcast, shall we? Yeah. Um, uh, Hannah. Oh, sorry. You go. You go. <laughs> uh, Hannah, off the back of your latest podcast, I've read lots about getting rid of cellulite. Lots of rubbish out there. But in your opinion, will the exercises we are doing help in reducing or is there nothing that can be done? I have it down the backs of my legs, which I'm okay with, but also like to reduce. Um, so Hannah, you can definitely improve the look of your cellulite. So you can lose body fat and build muscle, which will 100% improve the, um, the look of your cellulite and the look of your legs. However, it is genetic. Um, lots of people have it. Lots of people have it running through their families. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, but, and I love that you say you're fine with it, but is this going to help? 100%. Like you're doing everything you can to reduce it. Then. I think that your confidence in your legs will automatically go up. Do you agree? Yeah. 100%. I, I'm saying that from somebody who, uh, I, my genetics is cellulite. My whole family, all the girls in my family have it. And I've had it for as long as I can remember. And I would never even wear shorts. Like I used to wear ballet tights and look at my ballet, my, my legs and be like, oh my God, like see the cellulite. And it's, I've seen a massive, massive difference as soon as I started strength training and, you know, training your, your hamstrings and stuff. It's, it's definitely still there. Don't get me wrong, but I don't hate it as much. I don't know if it's mm. mindset or mindset. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, definitely see progress in that. Definitely see more progress from doing that than putting the cellulite cream on. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. That costs bloody fortune. Yeah. Sarah, I'm finding it tough to build my upper strength. I feel like I'm on the same weight for shoulder press um, for ages. I do try the for the next weight, but my form goes off. I also wonder, say for split squats, which are horrific, can we increase the weight, shorten the rep, or do we have to get to, say, 12 reps of your max at tech weight? Let's just, let me start with the first one about the shoulder press. So, like, it is really hard. Like, we're... Um, it, as a general thing, loads of people always say when I train them, they're like, oh, I'm so weak in my upper body. My legs are much stronger. That's normal. Like your upper body muscles, lots of them are smaller than your leg muscles. So you're going to find it um, that you'll lift lighter weights. Think about like, if you know, for like even a bicep curl, you would want to go lighter for that because it's smaller, smaller muscles. If you compare that to like how big your quad is. Um, so that's okay. That's normal. Um, and again, you will get to a point with certain exercises where you just stay on similar weights once you get there. I think I've been on the same bloody thing. I've like forward and back for ages with my shoulder press. Have you, Maz? 
Oh, I don't want to talk about it. I was up to the oh. I was up to the seventeens on my shoulder press, and now I'm back what? on the twelves. Yeah, I know. That's... Wow, I know. 17s. I know. That's it so was, good. I was very proud of it, and now I'm back on the twelves because I'm got a big old baby bump and can't be yeah. pushing too hard. <laughs> well, but well, I'm I, on but I do, but I do agree with you. But I do agree with you with things with certain things. It takes just so long to progress. Like it really does. Yeah, when you've been training a while. But what I would say, Sarah, is that if you've got you're trying to hit the twelve reps every time, why don't you try and go for eight reps? Do you know what I mean? Like try yeah. and go. Yeah. Try one set of like the next weight up and go eight reps. Great. If you manage that, try and give that a go for the next couple of sessions and then try and get nine reps and then try and get 10 reps. You know, try and build it up a bit like that rather than I think constantly chasing the upper end of the rep range is quite depressing. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, so that sort of answers the next question for the split squats. Can we increase the weight, shorten the rep, or do we have to say to, to get to 12 reps of your max? So like, say for example, if you're doing a split squats and you're using eight kgs and you're, you're doing 12 reps on each side, you want to, and the rep range is 10 to 12, try and get to 12 before you go up. But then when you then move up, say, for example, you've done 12 reps, that felt fine, and you pick up your 10 kgs, you don't have to then hit 12 reps. <laughs> you can then just do as many as you can. That's all right. Yeah. 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 Okay, Rosie, I think I've managed my new healthy, balanced lifestyle as losing extra Ooh. body fat and then just being at maintenance. Yeah, you have, Rosie. You smashed it. But do you find that indulgences in life, like Christmas and holidays, mean that ultimately you do end up cycling through phases of fat loss and maintenance? Um, 100%. I think that it becomes intuitive. I think it really does because, you know, at Christmas, yeah, of course we all put on a couple of kg. Like, duh. Mm. If you're in maintenance, you're eating food that you never usually eat you're spending way more time with family you're indulging more you're moving less like you're gonna put on some body weight and and that is when intuitively when you're not so kind of oh am I am I on am I off am I on am I off you then go into January and you think right okay I'm gonna get rid of all the crap in my house I'm gonna go back to prepping my meals I'm gonna get my steps back in I'm gonna get myself back to the gym and it doesn't have to be like suddenly I'm in a fat loss phase and suddenly I'm in maintenance it's just kind of listening mm. to your body thinking what do I need to do strip back some of the extra crap that I've been having and lo and behold you're back at your maintenance within a month you know so I think don't put so much pressure on the phases and just think it becomes your life which is what it is yeah the the difference is, the Rosie, I think your body will crave it. So you feel the difference and you naturally, you know, when you're like, oh, you feel come back from like a holiday. So you're like, oh my God, I feel disgusting. You're like, I can't wait to move and train and eat differently. Yeah, and yeah, I think, yeah. can't yeah, wait to eat some vegetables. You, yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to think, like, feel like that as opposed to like, oh, I'm going to have to go on a diet. It's going to be like a thing because you're like, God, you know how much better you feel with that. Um, mm. Kelly, I'm stressed at the moment and I've lost motivation. Any motivation tips would be great. Actually, just give me a kick up the ass. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> okay, I was thinking about this one and I thought 
it's very easy for us to just give you a kick up the arse and go get back on track you're being an idiot blah 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 and I feel like a lot of coaches would do that because it's kind of easier to just put a lot of guilt into people and I think that's what we've been taught as women all the time like if you fail at something you're like oh I'm failing but you don't understand we need to understand why you feel like this so instead of us doing that I want you to think why do you feel like this are you sleeping are you drinking enough water how are you eating? What's the quality of your food like? Are you being organized? Do you feel overwhelmed? Um, answer those questions like, why are you struggling for motivation? And if you aren't sleeping enough, get to bed on time, get in bed earlier. If you aren't getting out for a walk, get out for a walk, get some fresh air. All of that energy creates energy. And I'm not going to lie, it is easier right now to stay indoors and not go to the gym and just accept it. But we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that is essentially what is going to push us to do not just go to the gym and get to our fat loss goals, but be the best version of ourselves that we can be. So we don't want to be just comfortable. You don't want to be average. We want to push ourselves, feel amazing. And then that's going to reflect in every other part of your life as well. So just get really comfortable, being uncomfortable and let's go. God, what a great answer. What a great answer. Oh, thank you. And I think, <laughs> and I think that the, um, all of our um, reactions to motivation questions, we're always going to answer them with an action because motivation, you can't just pluck it out of nowhere. You've got to make it yourself. Like, um, am I motivated every morning when my alarm gets up, goes off to get out of bed and get out for a walk? No, I don't want to do it. But then the first morning, you really don't want to do it. The second morning, again, still feels really hard. And then by the end of the week, you might think, actually, this is setting me up for a really nice day. This is quite good. And then it becomes part of your routine. But if you don't take that first step, then that's never going to happen. You're never going to create that motivation for yourself because you're never going to understand how good it makes you feel. Um, so the whole kind of motivation myth is um, so strong and just kind of, yeah, action, action. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> Nikki. I still want the Chelsea and Maz <laughs> origins story episode. Oh, we promised that ages ago, didn't we? I tell you what, we will do that at some point. We will do a little kind of background on us and our um, on our on our kind of dance backgrounds and stuff. But we won't bore you with that now. Um, <clears throat> this might not be relevant, so please disregard if not. I want my eleven-year-old lifting weights. It's done so much for me mentally and physically. And as she's coming into puberty, I think it'd really benefit her. Her nine-year-old sister is already at it at the gym. <laughs> My 11-year-old has, by her own description, the upper body strength of a noodle. Any tips on how to begin for her? Hmm. <clears throat> so 11 is still quite young. I would mm. say. So I'd focus on like what she loves um, in terms of activity. So if she's, I don't know, if she's showing signs that she would like to build a bit of body strength, have you thought about maybe some gymnastic classes locally? Um, I think something like that would be teaching, her, would be really good for teaching balance and basic movement patterns. Um, oh, I'm sure there's, um, you know, Joe Wicks 
used to do the mm. uh, the home workouts, didn't he, for the mornings, and they were specifically yeah. for families. I'm sure yeah. if you Google if you Google something like that, you can find some little workouts to do together. Um, but I love that you're doing that you're thinking about this and kind of being that role model for her because she'll be watching you over this time, Nikki, and seeing how strong you've got and just thought, oh, mummy's a superwoman. I want to be like her and I want to have strong arms like mummy. Um, so yeah, I love that. I just yeah, try and have a little, a little look online and see if there's any family workouts you can follow, I'd say. Yeah, we'll set you a little task about doing that. I think you can say, right, we're going to train together, find a 15-minute thing and do like a family, a little body weight, family workout, and it doesn't have to be crazy. It can literally be a plank, a family plank challenge or, you know, try and do some press-ups or mountain climbers or something, put some music Mm. on and it'll be kind of (laughs) cute. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Nicola, why do I start the day all positive saying, right, today, no chocolate. And then by the end of the day, I've had a few sneaky bits. Um, Mm. Okay, so are you eating enough um, in the day, um, like enough proper meals? I looked through your food diary and I could only see one snack a day. So either you're not not putting them in, um, but if it's one snack a day, that's okay. and like, are, you, are you tracking it? So, but if, if like when you're having those snacks, when does it happen? Have a thought. Like it might be some people snack more in the evenings, um, some people just throughout the day. So just have that little, I love Mazel is talks about the halt, you know, just before you have it, just think about it. Is that a habit? What is it? Are you, so halt is stands for are you um, am hungry? I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Which I also think is like bored. Or am I tired? Yeah. So is it an yeah. emotional response, basically? Yeah. So um, just answer that. And if it is that you are hungry <clears> or something, then you can like swap it for something else. Um, because, you know, sneaky bits, I'm guessing, is going to be chocolate um for you and when you have a bit of chocolate lots for lots of people including myself once you have one bit you're like oh I just want more so maybe if you swap it with something else that might help uh or just think of it as um like one sack a day is okay which I'm seeing in a food diary but like the 80 20 split so 80% of the day is really good nutritious foods which you are eating good foods and then 20% is a treat <laughs> yeah Olivia should you count your steps you use oh should you count you the steps that you use on an outdoor run um, as your daily step count or should that be separate? Um, yeah, you can use them, steps are steps, um, but also think about the benefits of general walking and movement throughout your day. Um, if you can get outside, for example, the mental health benefits of that and just switching off or putting in a podcast and kind of um, <clears throat> getting some fresh air, that's going to be massive um, for your health and your well-being but also if you're sedentary for the entire day you're sat down at a desk for 12 hours and then you go out for a run I would prefer you to be have little kind of um exercise snacks I've stolen that off a different coach actually I heard that on a podcast but think about like okay I've been sat down at my desk for two and a half hours I'm just gonna do a little bit of movement for five minutes just gonna walk around a little bit and just gonna keep moving because that will really help things like your insulin sensitivity and just your general health um so just try and keep a little bit more active during the day but yeah you can count your steps on your run 
Margaret, how do I keep motivated when the scales aren't where I would like them to be? Also, I got some new digital scales. My last ones weren't digital. With the new ones, I weigh in heavier, over a kg. Should I just bite the bullet and change or keep going with the old one, which is very difficult to read? Well, 100% use your digital scales. It'll make your life so much easier. Um, and whatever they're saying right now, put that into the app. And then as long as we see a pattern of them going down, then um, then that's obviously what we want to do. So just save yourself having to see what the hell they say. Digital ones are going to be so much easier and are usually a lot more accurate. <laughs> um, and then how to stay motivated when the scales aren't where you want them to be. So again, sticking to the basics um looking through what you're doing i looked through your profile and i can see that you are tracking and you're making a really good effort of tracking and you're eating lots of goodness the only thing i'm worried about is you some days you're only tracking about 1300 calories um and with your current weight you should definitely be dropping um on the scales if you were eating a lot if you were eating that because we've given you 1600 calories to eat which is a deficit for your current weight um so we want you to check in if you are doing everything accurately and there is nothing else that you think you can be doing and you're putting inputting in the exact measurements and it looks right then you need to contact us um because it might be something that um is sort of out of our realm maybe you need to book an appointment uh, to speak to somebody to see why this isn't happening yeah jessica thigh toning that's it um so <laughs> <laughs> so tone by toning i'm guessing that you mean to grow and build muscle um which is going to give you that kind of sculpted look um we do this through exercises like um squats and lunges and um split squats so there are so many exercises that are going to work your your thighs so your thighs you've got your quadriceps on the front your hamstrings at the back um and so your rdl is going to work your hamstrings there's so many things um eating enough protein and losing body fat so you can actually see the muscle that like peel back that onion uncover the shape underneath it um that's basically what thigh toning involves Caroline, is it okay to have protein powder most days? I have a protein shake most mornings for breakfast. I can get 43 grams of protein in for, for, for under 400 calories and it keeps me full all morning. But I've listened to a Zoe podcast. Oh my God, Zoe podcast. This week on ultra processed <laughs> foods and realized that the protein powder I use and probably most of, if not all, are ultra processed. Is there a way to meet daily protein targets without having to need or use protein powder or bars? Uh, okay, so firstly, the Zoe podcast is going to be a lot of, probably if you're listening to that and listening to us, it's probably going to be some conflicting um, 
yeah, it's probably going to be conflicting some to some of the things that we say. We agree that people shouldn't be having ultra processed foods. Um, I don't think that protein powder is the problem, to be honest, um, in terms of ultra processed foods from looking at hundreds and hundreds of people's food diaries every single day. It's not protein powder. It's, you know, others not eating enough proper foods. Um, it's up to you. You don't have to get in through protein powder no like protein can come from everything that we've taught you eggs lean like lean sources of protein you can have eggs you can have salmon um you can have greek yogurt all the everything that we've taught you in this time um so no you don't have to at all and some people don't like having that i have one one little scoop of protein powder each day i'm fine um so yeah it's up to you yeah Agreed. Got lots of I've got lots of opinions on that, but I think we'll save that for another day. Um, okay, wins. Should we do a couple of wins? Yes. So we have um, <laughs> Jess used a gym whilst away for work for the first time in years. Um, of just outdoor. Oh, for the first time in years of just outdoor running and home workouts. Then signed up to the local gym again. May have started with a spin class, but can't wait to utilize all of the machines and add back the variety. I love this. And actually, uh, the classes are a really nice gateway into the gym for you to get comfortable. So we don't mind you doing that. Go for it. And um, yeah, and then give yourself the challenge of entering the weights room. Even if you do a couple of exercises, go for it. Yeah, I want to say happy birthday to Cora and happy hen weekend. It's a hen weekend, so we hope you have the best time. We're so proud of everything you've done so far, and we hope you just, yeah, feel amazing and enjoy every second. Yeah, share some um, pics with us if you've got Nao. pics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll message her, actually, to yeah. remind her. Uh, Naomi, due to work deadlines this week, minimal sleep, it's been difficult for me to fit in workouts. I prioritise eating good food, sleep and steps, making sure I get out at lunchtime. I'm celebrating this little win as usually I would have just powered through and worked around the clock with no movement and using naughty snacks as a coping mechanism to get me through. This has massively helped my uh, keep my sanity during the super stressful time and I'm so ready to get back in the gym this weekend. I think this is like Yay! literally iconic because yeah. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. yeah brilliant great okay well that's it yeah um so this week i want you all just to channel the energy of i can do this i'm in control i've got this you've done really hard things in your life you can totally do this and um positive final week on the plan yeah and then i thought um we could just finish on one little thing so a little final thought every every episode about like what we cute to just leave it with like a food for thought message just for them to take away as they leave so this week's is when you eat think of just how that food makes you feel whatever it is just as little food for thought think about how you how you feel whatever you're having and that's it lovely okay everyone have a great last week and we can't wait to see your progress over the next week let's make it the best week yet yeah, have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening and choosing us as your coaches. 
If you want to join our next six-week project, head to the website now for more info. You will not regret it. Bye.